0: Hello, everybody. It's Melissa. I'm back. And it's been, again, I think I said this last episode, it's been quite a week. Just when I think that things are going to get less busy, they don't get less busy. Um, I guess it hasn't been so much that it's been busy. It's just been a little bit... um, Hectic and stressful because my daughter um got exposed to COVID and then she tested positive for COVID. And we were nervous. My fiance and I were nervous that we were gonna get COVID. It was a big um ordeal. <laughs> I mean, we're all vaccinated, my daughter included. She's 13, and her dad actually tested positive, and she had just been over there hanging out with him. And so we knew that she had definitely been exposed. And then of course we had been exposed and, you know, through her. So we made her quarantine to her room. Luckily she's a teenager and she stays in her room a lot anyway, but it still was, you know, it still sucked making her sit in her room all the time. And if she wanted to come out, she had to wear a mask and we would wear masks and just like had to be really super careful about being around her and like wiping everything down, making sure everything's clean. And uh yeah, sure enough, she ended up testing positive and everyone at her dad's house ended up testing positive. Uh, my daughter has three siblings over there and a stepmom. And uh all of them tested positive. So um after they all tested positive, we sent her back over there because I was like, well, you can't get more COVID. And at least if you're over there, you can come out of your room and be around everybody since everyone's got COVID over there. So, but before that, we had already spent like a few days in the same house with her. And so, um, I've just been waiting, like just waiting, taking tests. I just took one this morning because I have to go to school today. And, uh, I've been testing negative for the past, you know, week and a half And so I'm pretty sure, I don't want to jinx it, but, um, unless these home tests are giving me false negatives, um, looks like I have avoided it. And so did my fiance. We did go, uh, on Sunday, which was two days ago to get one of those PCR tests, which are more of like the ones where they like jam the thing way up into your brain and then send it to an actual lab for processing. And those are supposed to be a little bit more accurate, um, But then the lady told me that the labs are really backed up and so it usually takes like twenty four to forty-eight hours to get results back. But right now they're looking at between three and seven days. So I'm like, oh (laughs) well that doesn't really help me, you know, if I do have COVID and I'm walking around this whole time. So anyway, I'm trying to be as safe as possible. Like I said, I tested this morning, I tested negative, so I feel okay going to school and everything like that. But it's just been it's been a lot and I get really, like, weirded out when it comes to germs and stuff like that, so it's just been a little bit stressful, but it's fine. I'm glad we all have the vaccine, and I think that that has definitely offered us a layer of protection. My daughter didn't end up getting very sick at all. She had sort of, like, mild flu symptoms for, like, the first day and a half, and then since then she's just, she's felt fine, mostly just a little bit tired, but... Um, and now she's feeling fine now that it's been like a week, she's just ready to go back to school. Um, but she can't go back to school yet cause she's still testing positive. So, uh, so she's been working remotely and all that stuff, which is hard for her. She has lots of supports at school that she's missing out on when she's working remotely and stuff. So anyway, that is my personal life update. I don't know if you guys, uh, really enjoy me updating my personal life does it feel uh extraneous does it feel like uh small talk (laughs) I uh I don't know I kind of feel like sometimes I like to update you guys on what's been going on with me so there's that uh so it's winter as you know if you're listening to listening to this in real time as it's being published it is winter it's January right now Oh, wait, no, today's the first day of February, actually. But anyway, either way, it's cold outside, right? And I wanted to talk a little bit about the sensory nightmare that is cold. I have a really, 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 really hard time with temperature extremes. And even though (laughs) I live in California... It, the temperatures here in the winter probably compared to places where other people live where it gets really cold like our winter doesn't seem like a temperature extreme like during the day it's in the 50s sometime this week it's been actually in the 60s <laughs> during the day um but at night it dips down pretty low it's in it's in the 30s in the morning time right now like when i'm recording this it's about in the upper 30s right now outside uh, So it gets frosty. It gets pretty cold overnight. Um, but for me, temperature extremes don't have to be very extreme to affect me. Like temperature fluctuations in any direction, either way, hot or cold, really affect me a lot. And I never realized that this could be like a sensory issue linked to autism but I have always been super super sensitive to I know I've been sensitive always to the cold um, but I had never really experienced real hot weather until I moved to California so I didn't really know I had a sensitivity to that until I moved here um, cause I grew up in Washington state in the Pacific Northwest where it just doesn't get hot during the summer at all. I don't think I even owned, I've owned like one pair of shorts before I moved to California and I don't think I ever even wore them. Like it just didn't get warm at all where I lived. Actually, I remember whenever we would go on vacation when I was growing up and, you know, cause if you live somewhere like Washington state where it's constantly kind of gloomy and cold, you sometimes go on vacation to places like, uh, Florida. We went to Florida a couple times. Um, I went to Mexico a couple times with my parents. Um, uh, we went to California a couple times. Uh, and every time we would go on a vacation like that, I would have to go buy shorts and like sunglasses and like tank tops. Cause I, you just never wear them up there. It just doesn't get that hot. Um, so I had never really experienced hot weather until I moved to California and I live in the Central Valley area of California. So it gets really, really hot here. It gets like above a hundred degrees Fahrenheit. Um, I don't know what that is Celsius. Sorry if you're not in the United States where we use different measurements for everything here. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's very hot in the summer. And I also have a really hard time with that. Um, but let's talk about cold first. So the cold affects me. You know, the sensitivity to cold, it just, it sort of bleeds out into other areas of my life and affects the types of um, activities that I can do or that I feel comfortable doing. Um, it, it affects the way I dress. It affects the my activities of daily living. Um, let me specify. So... One of the ways that being sensitive to cold really affects me is, um, getting, okay, so I don't like water. So here's the thing. I'm a very avid shower slash bath taker. I shower every day or take a bath every day Um, I've always been that way. I really enjoy feeling clean. I have a lot of, now that I'm talking about this, I feel like I do have a lot of sensory issues when it comes to my skin because also with like the showering thing, um, I feel like if I don't, uh, shower every day, I can, my skin feels like dirty. Like I can feel the dirt i mean i don't <laughs> i mean i do work out almost every day and so of course i'm gonna shower every day if i'm gonna work out but even on days that i don't work out i still shower because i'm like i just feel dirty by the end of the day i don't know what that's about but it's like i can feel it on my skin it's i i must be imagining it It might be part of my germophobia problem um but by the end of the day, I'm like, oh my God, I need a shower. I always shower in the evening. I have to shower before bed because I don't like the idea of getting into my bed with all of like the dirt from the day still on me, whatever that means. Even if I didn't do a damn thing to get myself dirty, I could literally sit in my house all day and still by the end of the day be like, ooh, I'm dirty. I need to get in the shower. <laughs> so I don't know what that's about. That's a whole separate issue. But, um, so I do love a shower and a bath. I What I do not like is the transition of getting into the shower and especially the transition of getting out of the shower or bath. Um, getting into the shower isn't as bad because I know I'm about to be in the warm water, so like, even though I hate the process of getting like undressed to get into the shower, um, I know once I get in there I'm going to be warm, so that's okay, so I just go real quick and get in. But I don't like getting out and I take really long showers for this reason because I will be all done washing up and I will just stand there in the warm water dreading the moment that I have to turn it off and the warm water's gone and I have to dry off, I'm all wet, it's cold, I don't like it, and uh, I get dressed as quick as I can after a shower because it it's very uncomfortable to be cold and to be wet on top of being cold. This is another reason why I don't like swimming, really. And as I said, it gets really hot here in the summer and there are so many people who love going to the lake and love going swimming in swimming pools. Um, I have a hard time with that. I don't like... I mean, that to me is almost even worse because it's so hot outside and the transition from being in the hot... Outside summer air to being in a cold pool is almost too much for me to take. It's so uncomfortable. I don't like it at all. Um, and some people like just run and like cannonball themselves into the pool. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why? Why and how are you doing that? Like, I don't, I don't like it. And this one makes me feel kind of bad because you know I do have kids well my my son is grown up now, but like my daughter is thirteen, like I said, and you know she likes to swim a lot, and it it's always kind of made me feel like a fuddy duddy mom when my kids are like, "Come swim with me, come in the water," and I'm just like, "Ooh." I don't like it. And I've done it in the past. I've done it just to try and be fun, try and be a cool mom or whatever, but I hate it. You know, usually once I'm in and my body is acclimated to the water, it's fine. But the process of getting into the pool and getting to that point, it just isn't really worth it to me. (laughs) I'm like, you know what? I'll just stay out and sit in the shade. Or I'll like put my feet in. And it makes me sound so lame and so not fun, but I just, I don't like it. And don't even get me started on lakes. I think, um, I think i talked about lakes before on the podcast, actually, uh, how I, I just feel like lakes are dirty, dirty, dirty water and everyone's, everyone's peeing in there. You know it. Everyone's peeing there might be a dead body floating around. Who knows? Like, lakes are disgusting. That's another reason I don't want to be in a lake, besides the fact that lakes are always super freaking cold. I also don't like the ocean, because who knows what's down there. I don't like being in water where I can't see what's beneath me. No thank you. I also went swimming in the ocean once when I was a kid, and I got some of the water in my mouth, and it is very salty and disgusting. There's just so much about the water (laughs) that I don't like and let's not even talk about getting out of the pool and how awful that is because once you're in the pool and you're acclimated and you feel fine you're like yay okay cool it's comfortable in here I'm having a good time it's fine then you have to get out and when you get out of the pool suddenly even if it's 100 degrees outside you are freezing. I just don't like the extreme temperature changes. I don't like going from being super hot to super cold, then back to okay, and then back to cold. It's like, can I just stay the the same temperature, please, at all times? Thank you. So going in the water, getting in and out of the shower. Okay, so even getting dressed to me when it's cold, and when I say when it's cold, (laughs) even inside my house, I'm always cold in the wintertime. In the winter and in the spring and in the fall. In the summer, not so much. We have the AC on in the summer because it is hot outside. But then sometimes I even get cold in the summer because we turn on the AC inside of our house and sometimes the air conditioning feels too cold. And so I'm like, what do I do? This just seems like a constant, constant struggle for me. Every single day I'm struggling with whether I'm too hot or too cold. It's just exhausting, you guys. Jeez. So... Um. But what I was gonna say is getting dressed. So not only in the moment is getting dressed really uncomfortable for me because like I said, taking off my nice, cozy, warm sweatpants and hoodie that I wear and my slippers and that I'm super warm in, um, getting fully undressed to get redressed in clothes that for one, aren't as comfortable, and for two, they're cold. Like clothes that you're putting on are cold you know what, maybe I'm going to go back to when I was younger, when I was in my teenage years, and even in my tw- early 20s, I used to put my clothes in the dryer before I put them on. Now, looking back at that, I was like, oh, cute. I was making an accommodation for myself. I don't know why I got out of the habit of doing that. Um, you know, what? it might have been when we lived in this apartment where our washer and dryer was out in the garage, and it wasn't as easy to go do that. I would have to go like outside and through this little alcove and out into the garage to get to the dryer. And that sort of defeats the whole purpose because then you're going outside and you're getting even more cold. Um, but maybe I should go back to doing that, putting my clothes in the dryer before I put them on because clothes, it they feel so cold on my skin when I first put them on. I hate it. I dread getting dressed because of that. I also dread getting dressed in the wintertime when it's cold outside because I... I need to be comfortable and I need to be warm but it's hard to really find clothes that provide both comfort and warmth to me because there are a lot of different clothing types that I can't really tolerate and so finding something that's comfortable and warm is a task um getting dressed in the summertime or in the springtime for me when it's warmer outside is much easier for me because you know you don't have to wear as many layers you don't have to wear necessarily wear like tall okay <laughs> i was about to say tall socks the reason i have to wear tall socks is because my ankles are perpetually cold and oh, so the other day i went to school and i was wearing this pair of pants that, um, they're like skinny jeans, but they come up a little bit higher on my ankle. So there's a gap between my, you know, like my ankle is exposed in these pants. And I was like, you know, this outfit would look cute with like shorter socks. Cause I was wearing shoes. It just was going to look better. And I'm like, okay, I usually don't um, choose fashion over comfort. But I was like, you know what? It's not that cold out. It's going to be fine. Um, in the spring or summertime, or even in the fall when it's still warm, I can wear, um, clothing, like pants like that, that will expose my ankles and I'll be fine. But in the winter (laughs) time, my ankles, this sounds weird probably, but my ankles get so cold. And, uh, so the other day, I just chose, I was like, it'll be fine. I'll just wear these shorter socks and my ankles are out and it's fine. And it's like 60 degrees outside. It'll be okay. And I'm going to be sitting in a classroom. You know, it's usually really warm in my classroom. No, my ankles were so cold the entire class. And, you know, when something like that happens, it pulls your focus. I like could not stop thinking about how cold my ankles were and how much I wish that I would have worn socks, tall socks. So it's just, it's issues like this when it comes to warmth or um, cold that really uh, can affect me. And it seems like these are such little things, right? But when you add them up and you have to deal with them daily, it becomes quite a bother and it takes up a lot of space and time and energy in your mind, right? Um, so I was going to talk about being too hot as well. So like I said, I was, I grew up in a place where it did not get hot. So I moved to California and to an area of California where it gets very hot during the summer for several months in a row it's very hot here and uh it's like my body can't acclimate like my fiance can be out in the hot weather for you know longish periods of time and really not seem affected by it at all I don't know if it's because they grew up here, but I've seen this with other people where they don't seem to be quite as bothered by the heat as I am. And by bothered, I don't mean like, this is annoying, I'm hot. By bothered, I mean like, it is an all-encompassing feeling of um, overwhelm you know, that overwhelming, this is all I can focus on, all I can think about. And then with the hot, I actually will start to feel like sick, like overheated and sick. And I don't even have to be in the direct sun for this to happen. I just have to be like in an area outside. It can be covered or shaded, but it gets so hot here that like, even if you're in the shade, it's still super hot and you're still sweating buckets. Also the... The feeling of being sweaty under my clothes is also another thing that is really hard to tolerate, and that's hard when you live somewhere where it gets so hot. But then here's another thing. Even when it's hot out, you cannot avoid the cold, because, like I said, everywhere here is air conditioning, right? It's You have to. It's hot. But in the summer, all of the stores and public establishments seem to overcompensate because they will turn their air conditioning up so extremely high that you walk in and it's like you're walking from the surface of the sun, which is outside. It feels like you're on the actual surface of the sun into like the Arctic circle. That is what it feels like to me. It's like you're going from being so hot to so extremely cold. Like you're walking into a goddamn freezer. I'm like, why is your air conditioning turned to, like, 40 degrees? Not necessary. I'm sorry if you guys can hear my rooster in the background. I'm recording in my guest room right now. Um, and he likes to sit out there and cock-a-doodle-doo outside this window. So, yep, there he is. <laughs> sorry about that, if you can hear that. I hope that's not distracting. It's a little distracting to me. But he's cute, so I forgive him. Um, so, um... So yeah, this has always been the thing for me, even when I lived in Washington and I should have been used to the cold. Funny story, I used to work in a doctor's office. This was back when I was a nurse. Um, and I... So for a while there, I had a desk job. I was the nurse who ugh, I don't even want to explain what my job was but it required that I sat at a desk for a lot of the day which was the actual worst job I ever had in my entire life because I hate sitting still for long periods of time um but anyway this still happens to me but so whenever I have to sit still for a period of time longer than probably like 15 minutes I start to get extremely cold so when I worked at this doctor's office I'm not joking or exaggerating. I had four space heaters at my desk, all pointed at me. So I had two little space heaters on my desk, pointed at like my upper body, one on each side, one on the right side, one on the left side. And then I had two on the floor, one on the right side, one on the left side, pointed at my legs. And then I would still take my jacket and like lay it across my lap and I would wear a long sleeve shirt under my scrubs. Like I was freezing all of the time to the point where my the doctor that I worked for um requested he wrote me up a lab slip and was like I want you to go to the lab and get a blood draw. He's like you need to go make sure that your thyroid levels are okay, that you're not anemic. He's like something has to be going on if you're always no one else is cold. Like everyone else in the office is perfectly fine. Like it's not cold in here. No one else has a space heater. And I'm like okay, but yeah, sure, maybe there is a problem. Like so I went and got my blood drawn my blood came back perfect, nothing the matter at all, and he was like, what is happening? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just cold. I am always cold. That's just what's going on. I'm sorry, so uh, yeah, the cold, man, and, you know, it really does also affect my, um, my motivation to uh, pursue activities outside of the house. If I know it's cold outside, I don't want to leave my house. So I already have many, many hurdles <laughs> that try to prevent me from leaving the house on a day-to-day basis. Um, and so when it becomes wintertime and it when, when it becomes cold outside, especially if it's cold plus rain or wind, that's, it's, that's a lot. That is a lot. And it makes me really just want to stay home getting the motivation to leave the house to do something like go to an appointment, go grocery shopping, like the things that you have to do on the daily or at least on the weekly or at least once in a while. Uh those things become even more daunting to me when um when it's cold outside. And for a while I was like I think I have seasonal affective depression like you know when people have, or it used to be called seasonal affective disorder. I think now it's called seasonal depression. I don't, I'm not sure if they changed the name. Maybe it's called both things, but anyway, seasonal depression where it's like when it gets cold and rainy and wet and gloomy outside, um, you, you get depressed, but I'm not sure if it's depression that I get. I think it is just me not wanting to be cold and therefore not wanting to leave my house because, I don't feel less motivated to do stuff. I just said motivated, sorry, motivated. (laughs) I was just going to like gloss over it and hope nobody noticed, but I had to correct myself. Um, I don't feel less, (sighs) sorry, my rooster, you guys. Um, I don't feel less motivated to do stuff inside my house. If it's warm, if I'm warm, I can do anything, um, no matter what's going on outside. But like, The second I get cold, forget it. Like, that's all I can think about. It's all, I I just want to manage it. I just want to get warm. I, and I don't want to willingly go out into the cold. So anyway, and it's very weird. Okay, one final thought on this. It's very weird because when I was younger, I don't remember ever being cold. When I was a child and when I was a teenager, I don't remember one time in my life ever being cold during those years. Even when I was a teenager, my mom would tell me like what I was wearing was not appropriate for the weather because I used to wear like shorts in the winter time. I'd wear like a tank top with no jacket and she'd be like, you're going to be freezing. And I'm like, no, not. And I don't remember ever being cold. So did this trait sort of flip-flop in my 20s? Once I turned 20, was it like, nope, now you're going to be always cold instead of never cold? I'm not sure what happened there. It's like I had um, a very, very, um, what's the word that I, like like a higher threshold for things when I was younger, and then it sort of just, it's like a, it's like a switch flipped and all of a sudden my tolerance for certain things became so much lower and cold or temperature fluctuations in general uh seemed to be one of those things that flip-flopped because when i was cold i used to go swimming all the time when we went um camping in the summer i would swim in the lake this was before i had a germ problem before i realized about germs (laughs) Before I got in my head about that. um, You know, I would swim in the lake when we would go camping. I don't remember ever being cold. I would swim with my cousins. They had a pool and I would be like, cool, yeah, let's swim. I'm not cold ever. Like, and this is in Washington state where it is cold. I would swim in the ocean. Like I said, I swam in the ocean and I got salt water in my mouth and it was really disgusting. It was the worst thing that ever happened. But like, I wasn't cold in the ocean in Washington, how was I not cold? When I was in, um, junior high, I went to this camp during the winter time called snow camp and it was up in the mountains. And it was like a, it was like with my youth group sort of deal. It, it was fun. It was really fun. And we would spend, um, a week up in the mountains in the snow in cabins, but like the cabins weren't super warm. Like I was not bothered. Not bothered in the least. I don't remember being cold a single moment while I was there. It's just so weird how I used to be like immune. It seems like to any sort of temperature fluctuations. Um, also, the same camping trips where I would um, swim in the lake. My so we would travel to like a different part of Washington where it would get it would get hotter during the summer. So um, on the eastern side of the state, it gets. It gets much, much warmer than it did in the area where I grew up. And so, but not super hot like here, like in California, but it would definitely get warm, like to the point where you could like wear a bathing suit and go on the lake. Um, My parents would always talk about how hot they were. Oh my God, it's so hot. Oh, it's so hot out. Oh, it's so hot here. Oh, I'm so hot. And I would be like, what? Because I never felt hot either. I did not feel hot while we were there. So Strange. I wonder if anyone else out there has this, uh, this strange occurrence of, like, seemingly having no sense of hot or cold, not remembering ever having any sort of sensitivity at all, if anything, having decreased sensitivity to temperature fluctuations. But then... Once you hit a certain age, you flop back the other direction and you're all of a sudden super, 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 super sensory sensitive to hot and cold. Um, I have found that some of my sensory issues, though, have worked that way, where I used to have almost a, um, like a desensitized, de- oh God, this is hard. This is going to be a hard word to say. Desensitization to certain things where i just wouldn't notice and now the things that i used to not notice i have a heightened sensitivity to a lot of these things so is this a thing that can happen with autism can you have traits that um or sensitivities i guess that present differently throughout your life um, can you go from a period of your life where you feel like you have a much, much higher tolerance to these things than everyone else, but then you get to a point where it swings the other way and you have a much, much lower tolerance to these things than the people around you? I'm not sure. That is a question that um, will probably remain unanswered for me. It, I mean, that's what happened, so I guess that can happen. Anyway. Anyway. I have rambled on a lot about this topic. (laughs) Uh, I hope some of you out there can relate and uh, I'll let you go now, but I will say that I'm in the middle of watching um, that new show that just came out as we see it. It's on Amazon Prime and it's about three autistic adults that um, are roommates and Um, I'm about halfway or maybe a little more than halfway through. I think there's eight episodes and I think I watched episode five last night. I want to finish the series before I talk about it, but I do want to do an episode on, um, that show. So I'll be doing that really soon. Probably my next episode will be on that. Um, I have a lot to say about this show. I have a lot of strong feelings about this show. So, um, I'm kind of excited to talk about it. So, look forward to that guys and uh in the meantime if you want to reach out you can email me or go follow on the Instagram page. I'll put all that contact info in the show notes. Um if you can leave a rating or a review on the platform that you're listening on, um five star reviews help helps the the podcast get seen by other people who need to see it. So that's great if you guys want to do that, that'd be awesome. Okay. So I'm going to wrap up in my usual awkward way. I hope you're having a great day or evening or night or afternoon, wherever you are. And, uh, I'll talk to you next time. Bye.